get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Insaner. Salute on SDS me, Tyson Saner. I am your host for this episode of Suckatash that numbers 269. Last week's episode 268 was hosted by show creator and executive producer Mark Rushan, who, in case you're new to Suckatash, has been hosting shows every other week with me, or rather, I've been doing so with him, for over a year now. It has been a great way to make sure that there's a new show every week for people to discover, recommend, and just basically rely on for weekly entertainment. Speaking of, if you're new to Succotash, thank you for listening. If you listened to last week's show, you will already know that it was a chats episode, with nary a clip to be found, but dense with conversational goodness to be listened to with none other than comedian, actor, and musician Rick Overton. That episode is called Palaverin' with Rick Overton, appropriately, and is well worth the listen. Aside from being on Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcast FM, Podbay, and others, it is also archived over at www.suckatashshow.com, as is every episode of Suckatash that has been released in the last 10 years. This week's episode is a biggie for me, literally the longest show I've put together for you since before the shorter weekly format started back in 2020. It's clips and big old chunk of chat. I've got clips from the soundcast Gluten-Free Gaming, The Spawn Chunks, and Coffee with Butterscotch, for starters, and then a rather sizable chunk from another soundcast I co-host with my friend Hunter Block called Antisocial Show. You might have heard of it. The clip features part of a conversation I was fortunate enough to have with comedian, actor, and musician Andy Kindler. I'm very excited to share that with you here. I would like to point out that this episode is themed in a particular way, and I wonder if you can figure out what that theme is by the end of the show. I guess we'll have to see, won't we? Anyway, let's get to it. First up, gluten-free gaming, in which the description says, Lizzie and Lucy are two women who can't eat gluten and who want to share their favorite games with each other and everyone else. Join us as we subject each other to games and other nerdy media that we love and want to make everyone else love as well. Listen if you want to find the best gluten-free games available, or if you just want to hang. Fair enough. So this is a clip from an episode from August 4th, 2021. It's actually their first episode. It's called Some Like It Honk, and it's in which they discuss the game Untitled Goose Game. The episode description says, Join Lizzie and Lucy as they play Untitled Goose Game in the very first episode of Gluten-Free Gaming. What is your favorite little thing that you can do as the goose? Uh, I like honking. Honking is very fun. Um, one of my favorite like interactive parts was where you're in the pub and there's these two ladies sitting at the table and you can stand on this little like grate that's like kind of a little bit above the ground. So it's like a little bit like a soapbox. And then these two ladies start like looking at you like, oh, a goose. And then one of them like makes a noise and then you honk back. And then the other one like waves her arms. And then you, you like flap your wings back. And then the other one like kind of bows her head. So you bow your head and then they throw you a flower. I love that part. <laughs> it's really cute. I think I I also love that part. I think that's like one of like the genuine moments of like, oh, wait, I love being a goose right now. 
Yes. Um, and if if gooses if geese if gooses if, if geese, geese were like this, every geese every goose would be really cool. Um, yes. But not. But geese are mean. Um, but I really like when you get to go into the TV store and be on TV. Oh yeah, that was fun. And that's a good time. I always milk it. I want to like I did it like three times. I I didn't need to, but I I went in there like three times to be on TV because I was like, this is so funny to just be on TV as a goose. Incredible this one little shop. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that one. Um, I also like love messing with the little boy on the high street where the like the shop is because it's so easy to like upset him and I'm like I don't have to feel bad about it because it's a video game and also it's hilarious um so that's that's fun for me as well it's like because you know there's only I think there's you have to lock him in the little telephone booth um yeah but like you could do so much other stuff to like yeah you could do so much other stuff to like annoy him which is hilarious I love untying his shoes um, yes. and taking off his glasses to give him yes. the other pair of glasses. Yeah, it's, it is such like a clever little thing that like you wouldn't think that that's something that you would do, but then you do it and you're like, oh my God, yeah. this is so cute and funny. Yeah, and I love the like the way they've structured the to-do list. Um, and also like, how do you think the goose got a hold of this to-do list? Do you think this is just a representation so that we understand what to do? Or do you think the goose literally has like a to-do list? No, I think the goose literally has a to-do list that he has <laughs> like, like in cursive written down what to do Good. to finish it up this week. I think he might have like a goose king, maybe, who like you think? delegates, maybe, and delegates. Like a, a goose him. hierarchy? Yeah, it's like, um, it's like... <laughs> the labyrinth go- the the goblin king in um labyrinth uh played by david bowie it's just the goose king oh my god you <laughs> you gotta watch labyrinth sometime eventually perhaps maybe we'll maybe talk we about can do that podcast. for the show yeah, yeah exactly um but yeah apparently the game devs got their inspiration for the to-do list from like hitman and like the way that they do it on that game <laughs> so <laughs> they were like they thought the idea of just a goose, like, I having love that. tasks and everything was hilarious, which I also think is hilarious. Um, yeah, so what else do we have? Oh, um, okay. So something that everyone should know about me and will know about me and will always know about me is I hate fishing simulators and video games. <laughs> and yes. this is the first, like, this is one of the only games I have on my Switch that doesn't have a fishing simulator um and how like why are there why is fishing so common in games and fishing sucks end of brand i hate fishing in game well in subnautica you don't go fishing you grab fish so okay in in breath of the wild uh and i don't know if it's like this in every zelda game i've only ever played breath of the wild but you also just like swim and if you pass a fish you just grab it it's like you also do that with like mushrooms and shit. So like I didn't mind nice. it in Breath of the Wild. Um and yeah, Subnautica you just like stab fish and um yeah. I think same with Minecraft. I've never played Minecraft. Don't hate me. Um I've never played Minecraft either. Maybe <laughs> we'll have to do that eventually. It's like it's one of those things that has gotten like so so popular that I feel like I should play it, but I also like I don't have any innate desire to and at this point I feel like I'm just so far behind. But this game 
I am not joking that it reminded me a lot of Breath of the Wild. Like, this game is Goose Breath of the Wild. That's, you're the first person I've ever heard to say that. That's, I never, I I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet, so I can't say whether or not I would make that connection. But that's so funny to me. So you can find the show on Instagram at GlutenFreeGamingPod and at Twitter at GFGamingPod. That is G-F-G-A-M-I-N-G-P-O-D. That's all lowercase. Uh, Lisi, you can find at Lisi Galaxy on Twitter and Instagram. That is lowercase L-I-S-I underscore lowercase G-A-L-A-X-Y. And Lucy McIntosh can be found at Banjo Lesbian. That is all lowercase B-A-N-J-O-L-E-S-B-I-A-N. And that is on Twitter and Instagram. Also, you can follow Lisi on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash capital L-I-S-I underscore capital G-A-L-A-X-Y that's Lisey Galaxy to see streams apparently every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That might be subject to change but if you are uh, used to following people on Twitch then you know where to find Twitch and how to do all that. So Spotify seems to be the main place to find them although they are on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Stitcher and YouTube. The first episode anyway is on YouTube. I look forward to seeing what they come up with for the uh, at this point uh, four more episodes. As of right now, uh, they are up to five episodes. Next up tonight, a little soundcast called The Spawn Chunks, a Minecraft podcast from Joel Duggan and Pixel Riffs. Its description says, The Spawn Chunks is a podcast all about Minecraft. We dig into Minecraft, <laughs> related news and development snapshots, explore game content and the Minecraft community, and craft our personal thoughts and experiences about the game we love. The clip is from their 150th episode, which posted on July 19th, 2021, in which the description says, Joel and Johnny review the details of the Echoing Void Minecraft Dungeons DLC announcement and share their thoughts on exploring the new Minecraft terrain generation in the first Caves and Cliffs experimental snapshot. Uh, The first one comes in from Rakuta, who is a landscape artist member of our Discord, and the subject is potential rare Caves and Cliffs biomes. Hi, Pixel Riffs and Joel. With the latest experimental snapshot for 1.18, introducing new terrain generation and having biomes be independent of that generation, I was thinking this might be a good way for Mojang to introduce rare caves and cliffs biomes. For example, if a cliff forms next to an ocean, the game could decide to make this cliff be a new rare biome made of calcite. It could look like the white cliffs of Dover and provide a new way to mine calcite in large quantities. Underground, rare ice caves could be found under snowy areas made of blue ice and have blue ice stalagmites and stalactites. Wondering what your thoughts are on the chances for new rare biomes that are related to the new world generation. I can't think of a clever sign-off, Rakuta. <laughs> well, you're, you're uh, unique in that aspect. I feel like we're getting more and more clever sign-offs each week, but uh, thank you for keeping it real, Rakuta. Um, as somebody who lives down the road from Seven Sisters Country Park, which is the location that people tend to use to represent the white cliffs of dover in uh media where it's not like modern day like if you're looking at you know period dramas where dover is meant to be involved they actually use seven sisters country park instead because there is less kind of urban development around it it's you know protected area and so you tend to get more you know clean aerial shots of it without without having to like paint out all of the kind of buildings and stuff in the background um I I am fairly attracted to the idea of calcite in cliffs. Personally, I feel like it removes half the reason to find a geode, though. And that's one of the difficult kind of gameplay balance things of, like, this would look really cool, but also 
I know a good handful of builders, like myself, who are just hunting down geodes for calcite and leaving the amethyst portion of it behind. And so running into one of these things would be cool, but I also feel like once you find something like that, it feels like such a part of the natural world that maybe you don't want to tear the entire thing apart just to get some some resources, especially if it's new. I remember people, when mesas were introduced, not wanting to take apart the outside of a mesa because it looked so nice and wanting to preserve yeah. it as a, a beautiful feature of the Minecraft environment. Yeah, when we find, like, uh, I think it's the Extreme Badlands which looks like uh, Bryce Canyon. Yeah, in, it's in, eroded uh, badlands, Utah. I think is the... Yeah, eroded badlands, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, like that, that kind of stuff. I mean, the, the, the mode up operandi on a server for us is just like mine the inside or just don't go find another body, like find a mesa that we've already put a dent in and just like clear cut that. You know, like don't don't mess with the ones that, that look like the Roadrunner cartoons because they look really, really cool. Um, I'm with you on that. I think that it would be neat to see the white cliffs. I guess the one thing would be like if the calcite was four or five blocks deep you could kind of like carve it out without removing the cliff you know you mm -hmm. could dig on the inside not on the outside um but i'm with you i think that i mean by putting those kind of famous things in the game you remove a player project or a potential player project for people that want to grind out that many geodes mm -hmm. and have the flex of having the white cliffs of dover uh, and really, we're already getting it. Looks like seaside cliffs in the um, one eighteen snapshot. Like yes. some of the, the some of the cliffs that are are oceanside are real like things that I hike on here in Nova Scotia. Like you're talking, you know, um, thirty blocks sometimes straight down, almost straight down. Which I like that it's not straight. Like there's just a little bit of a of a curve to it uh, or a slope to it, and, and and it looks fantastic. Yeah, I, I have a really good example of this that I'll put in the uh, screenshots we'll include in the show notes. Uh, there is a mm. brilliant cove that I discovered while flying around in spectator mode that just looks spectacular. And like you said, it's not like a sheer cliff, so there is still a chance of you landing a boat there and finding a place to climb up if you needed to. But also mm. it's... A stone shore biome, I think, that has generated this way, and with the extra height, it really feels like it's bordering the terrain uh, from the ocean in a, in a way that feels a lot more like natural geology. And I honestly think this biome further down the line would be a good candidate for an overhaul, and I've talked before about having cliffs with like stratified veins of stone in them, like built up like sediment over time. And I mm -hmm. think the problem with that is that there isn't a huge amount of sedimentary rock in Minecraft because it's all like uh, it's all metamorphic rock. It's all you know andesite and granite and the kind of stuff that forms in volcanoes rather than being on um, you know shores like chalk. And I think sandstone is probably the closest thing we have. Uh, yeah. But, but you don't necessarily want them to be sandstone cliffs. But I, I no. still think generation like that just looks superb and is a, a really nice. Uh, side effect of all they're doing to increase the terrain height yeah the closest thing that we would have in minecraft would be the terracotta layers i think mm -hmm. for sedimentary yeah. stuff i've started playing minecraft about i'm gonna say a year and a half ago now although it might be less than that minecraft of course has been around for about 10 years and it's uh it's well worth the experience if you've never played it before i get that now i'm not sure why i avoided it if you want to reach out to the show, you can find it at The Spawn Chunks. That is all lowercase T-H-E-S-P-A-W-N-C-H-U-N-K-S. Joel Duggan can be reached at Joel Duggan at capital J-O-E-L, capital D-U-G-G-A-N. Pixel Riffs can be reached at capital P-I-X-L-R-I-F-F-S. And you can go to thespawnchunks.com 
which apparently is their main website, and that is at all lowercase T-H-E-S-P-A-W-N-C-H-U-N-K-S dot com. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here. You know, with the summer winding down and the days getting shorter, it's a sure sign that it's back to school time. While kids might be grumbling that their fun is about to end, they can still be having a great time when they hit those hallowed halls in their new Hendersons back to school pants. Far from being being too cool for school, Henderson's back-to-school pants are just right, regardless of whether your offspring is star of the football team or a wimpy loser who gets beaten up by the bike racks every day after class. <laughs> On the advice of counsel, Henderson's Pants wants to assure listeners of this program that we do not tolerate nor support bullying in our nation's schools or playgrounds. The childhood spectrum illustrated in this commercial message is not intended to denigrate or mock those children who might be seen as being of lesser ability or popularity than other more desirable young people. We invite opposing views to contact the management of Henderson's Pants via this program. We now return to the commercial, already in progress. Bill? Thank you, Joe. Originally designed for private school, public school, and that school of hard knocks, Henderson's Back to School Pants can be found in the aisles next to peachy folders, pencil boxes, and small cal- Firearms, wherever back to school supplies are sold. That's Henderson's, makers of knickers and knee pants since 1917. And now back to Succotash. And thank you, Bill Haywatt. Our third and final clip offering for this episode is from a show called Coffee with Butterscotch, a game dev comedy podcast from Butterscotch Shenanigans. Its description says, Coffee with Butterscotch is the hilarity-filled official podcast of award-winning video game studio Butterscotch Shenanigans. Tune in every week to learn how video games are made and sold, our take on building a small company from scratch, and how to be an unstoppable problem-solving machine. Whether you're a tech entrepreneur working on your own startup, a person who loves playing or making video games, or just a person interested in learning about the games industry, we've got you covered. Butterscotch Shenanigans is an independent video game studio best known for its smash hit Crashlands. The podcast features founders Seth Coster, the games programmer, Adam Coster, the web programmer, Sam Coster, the artist, and other awesome people. Got a question you want answered on the podcast? Ask at podcast.bscotch.net. It's podcast.bscotch.net. So... I went back in time for this one. I pulled a show from September 2nd, <laughs> uh, 2015, so six years ago, when they had episode 18. Its description says, Sam is still stuck in the hospital. So in this episode of Coffee with Butterscotch, Adam and Seth carry the torch and discuss all kinds of random crap. We talk about the great progress we've made with Crashlands, why Seth would be a Galapagos tortoise, while Adam would be a female lanternfish, and we answer questions about Chauncey the Rabbit and Butterscotch merch. Uh, so I've chosen a clip that actually deals with the Galapagos tortoise slash female lanternfish material in general. And even though this clip is from six years ago, they're still making new episodes and new games. As of now, which is early September 2021, Coffee with Butterscotch is up to 325 episodes. All right, Mia asks, If the bros were an animal, what animal would each of you be? Answers limited to dragons, phoenixes, wait, it's limitless, lizard people, woo! Oh, was that? That last part. Yeah, it's W-E-W-W-W, which I didn't know what that meant, but now... It, or it's woo! Woo! Uh, lizard people, woo! Uh, 
Um, Seth, what would you, what would you be? Or do we have to choose for ourselves or for each other or both? Uh, well, I mean, we all we know that for starters, Sam is is would be a rabbit. Part, yeah, absolutely, because he's been infused with the essence of a yeah, rabbit. He, but. But he already is an animal. I guess that is the question, though. If they were the question an animal, is if you were an animal, yeah. what would you be? And obviously, Sam is so, now. Sam is an animal, and so. he's a rabbit. So that answers that question. Um, yeah, but I'd probably just I'd go with human. Yeah. That's it's one of my we, top yeah, animals. That's true. So if we were an animal, and we are because we're humans, hmm. so we're, we're taking too much of a programmer it. approach to this question. <laughs> I think. Yeah, if it's square rhombus, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, otherwise, probably a rhinoceros. Ooh, but then some Actually, jerk no, would just yeah, kill you and that. hack no, off yeah, your I'll horn. Get, I'll get shanked and then my horn cut off. Yeah. Yeah, what animal has just like a really good life? Uh, probably. Maybe, maybe just like a, maybe a giant tortoise. A giant tortoise. Uh, yeah. You just get to, you just like slurb around and eat <laughs> plants, you know? <laughs> and then you basically live forever. You live for 200 years. Nothing can fuck with you, because but I think you're li- enormous I think you're, shell. I think your life also just moves very slowly, though. Because I mean, sure, you get to live for a hundred years, but you spend most of your time slowly slurbing. slurbing around. Everything that you do is in a slurbing fashion. So I don't know. You probably only experience like a good week of life. If you're I don't know, I've, I get the sense that that tortoises experience time at like three times the normal rate. Like for them, they feel like they're just moving pretty a pretty good speed. And everything else around them is yeah, just super exactly. fast. So what that know, means like a hummingbird. <laughs> right. So what that means is they actually have very little life for the relative to the extent of it. Yeah, but they're so chilled out. That's true. You know? Might as well have a so shorter that, chilled out life. A giant exciting What one. is that like a Galapagos tortoise or something? That is a kind of tortoise. That's the kind that's the kind I would be. Yeah. One of those two hundred, four hundred, whatever pounders. <laughs> uh interesting. I guess I would probably I would try to avoid humans because those kill you all the time if you're a non-human animal. Well, actually, even if you're a human animal, if you're anything, humans will kill you in all likelihood. Mm. Unless you're, yeah, unless you're some kind of horrible deep sea. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So I was gonna go with a deep sea uh, something or other. Maybe a deep sea female lanternfish. Mm. I think that's what I would be. That is a pretty good life right there. Yeah, a male lanternfish is not that good. No. Well, then you just become... You're basically, you're basically a living testicle. Well, you are once you... Once, for those of you who I aren't mean, that's, familiar... I mean, that's true of humans, too. <laughs> also true. If, if you're not familiar with a lanternfish, there is a, a great oatmeal comic that sounds like the oatmeal.com, if you're not familiar with that website. Uh, but there's a comic about the lanternfish, which sounds like a joke, but it isn't. It's really how lanternfish work. Which is that they live so deep down in the pitch black ocean where there's almost nothing alive because there's not enough stuff to support life that their numbers are tiny, but they're distributed over a huge, huge area and they can't three dimensions, three dimensions, and they can't really find each other. And so on the rare instances that they do, they basically have to mate. Like, it's just what they has to happen. To. And the males are these tiny little fish and the females are huge. So the question is, what happens if the female isn't ready to mate when she meets a yeah. male. And so so what happens is well not only that, it's she wants to be able to produce eggs multiple times and you know, all of that. Exactly. And so so what happens is the male just basically latches on and then over time just fuses. Like the body literally just fuses with the They with bite the on and then their jaw melts yeah. into the female lantern right. fishes. Flesh. Until all that's left is basically fish balls. All that's left is a, is a testicle. Yeah. 
in a like a bag. So then, so then it just supplies <laughs> sperm so that so that they can make babies forever. Which is why I would not be a male lanternfish. But being a female, yeah. you're pretty safe, you know, way down deep. There's nothing out there that's going to get you. You're a relatively top predator. Kind of boring. On the flip side, though, anytime you come across another lanternfish, if it's a male, they're just going to bite you and turn into a, <laughs> turn into a testicle. testicle. That's true. So you're going you're gonna to have a lot of that to deal with. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think- Are I there deep-sea the, octopi? Because that would be a pretty yeah, good Yeah, that's what I was saying. Octopi are, are brilliant. Yeah. Or octopuds, whatever the plural Octopodes. is. Octopodes. Yeah. Octopi are freaking brilliant. They can open jars. Yeah, the the real problem with being any kind of an animal is suddenly you're subject to nature. Which means and you're humans. probably gonna be you're probably gonna be horribly killed. Yeah. By by either Unless a person you're a top predator. or you're gonna be eaten by something. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a tough life being an animal. Indeed. But Galapagos tortoise and Female lanternfish and rabbit. <laughs> and Speaking, rabbit. I should point out that I used to play Crashlands uh, on a tablet I had from I don't want to say 2015, but it was somewhere around there. It was, it was closer to 2016. Not long after it came out, uh, there were some really nice reviews on it. It looked fun. I was into games like Don't Starve. Hadn't played Minecraft yet, but I appreciated Don't Starve, and um, it is a great game. And I'm playing it again on my new device. And also, during this period of time, it says Sam is still stuck in the hospital. It's because uh, Sam battled and beat cancer back in the day, back in this day that I've sampled, and uh, still managed to, with his two brothers, their three-dev team, their three-brother dev team, uh, create an award-winning video game. So you can reach the studio on Twitter at bsshineni, that is capital B, capital S, C-O-T-C-H, capital S-H-E-N-A-N-I. Seth Coster can be reached at capital S-E-T-H, capital C-O-S-T-E-R. Adam Coster can be reached at all lowercase uh, Coster ad, C-O-S-T-E-R-A-D. Sam Coster can be reached at Samuel Coster, which is lowercase S-A-M-U-E-L, uppercase C-O-S-T-E-R. And you can find the game Crashlands at www.bscotch.net forward slash games. You can also find their latest podcast at www.bscotch.net forward slash podcast forward slash 325. By the time you hear this, they will probably have more episodes. All right, we're just about to get into the clip from Antisocial Show. It's episode 95, and it's called Abracadabra Salutely with Andy Kindler. For a little context, Mr. Kindler joined me in conversation for almost an hour as we waited for my co-host Hunter to arrive. Hunter had experienced a surprise schedule change that he had to deal with. After Hunter arrived and pleasantries were exchanged, we started a quiz that I create with the help of my wife for new guests called What Do These Mean Words Mean? And a good time was had by all. What I have for you here is a goodly chunk of what ended up in the first I'm going to say third of the episode proper. Edits have been made for length. Now, what are you about? What are the no gods? What's happening with that? Oh, no gods. Are you a, a, are you a new, you're not a new atheist, right? Please tell me. No, no. So this is. Please tell me. That is no a, gods or kings. Only men. That Love is, that. That is from a video game called Bioshock. Oh, my God. It came out in like 20, 
Well, it came out in the 2000s, and the, this character here is kind of a fictionalized version of... Oh, Aaron. the guy in the... and the, the It looks like a hologram almost? Yeah, or he looks kind of like an Orson Welles type. Yeah. Yeah, his character, he's, he's, he's called Andrew Ryan, which is an anagram of Ayn Rand, or Ayn Rand. Because basically, the people who created this video game created a what-if scenario, like, what would it be like if there actually was this... You know, utopia and sort of this alternate. Oops, excuse me, this alternate history. Who you hit? Who'd you hit then? This the microphone. My microphone. Yeah, it wasn't there a second ago because if I get out, <laughs> it, it disappears and it's gone. Oh, and it's back. Oh, you are the worst magician I, I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, but I maybe have. you are a magician. That's a bad thing for me to say. You might be a professional magician. Oh, but even if I was, it'd be a fantastic thing because uh, it could very well be true, and also it would lower people's expectations of my abilities. And also, I'd be like Don Rickles or something like that. Right, yeah. right. Sure, make this hockey puck disappear. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, right. I, I haven't done any homework or really realize what I'm doing here, nor do I realize, nor do I remember our initial... Contact? So... Uh, initial contact. I know it's on Twitter, and I know that there's. I know that uh, I'm familiar with something that I I follow you on Twitter. You do, thank and you. I, and I do know something about you, but then you have unfortunately have caught me in the part of my life where uh, it's all shutting down. It's all shutting down, Tyson. I I, I hear you. I am not far. It's shut down. <laughs> did I say? Did I say it was shutting down before? I I think I think you did say it was shutting down. It's shutting down. So I the memory's am, oh, gone. Go Sorry, go ahead. The memory's gone. I do find that things are squeezing out that I used to have in my memory <laughs> banks. No, I'm actually fine. I actually, you know what it is? I'm actually have an amazing mind, and you know what it's from? Taking Prevagen. Prevagen. I've heard of that. Is that one of those "do not take if you're allergic to Prevagen" kind of things? No, it's one of these. Uh, first of all, it's from a substance found in jellyfish. So I think it explains itself. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, that, yeah. And it's one of these, uh, a few things they have out now that they're trying to get you to take. Mm-hmm. One will make you look like Einstein. Ooh. This one, if you see it, you won't believe the commercials. So the commercials are where the guy goes, uh, yeah, well, past 10 years, people say, well, oh man, is your mind you're like a steel trap? They say to me, my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say it's a, and they say he says this, I've taken Prevagen for about five years. About five years. About and he's five. Claiming, years. He, he's claiming his mind is. So these things are, I, I think, are they're not snake oil, mm-hmm. but only because they're not made of snake oil. Not made of snake. Yeah, you, you know the funny thing is, uh, I don't, it is uh, come to light that snake oil is actually good for you. That actual snake oil is good for you. Well, it never was about the snake. Oh. No, 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 yeah. Oh, I see. So what was the original pitch? In other words, the original pitch was, in other words, the original pitch was these guys were always offering, the new information is they were always offering something good, these snake oil salesmen. Mm -hmm. Magical snake oil. I, yeah, they'd come. We'd be more healthy if we had, yeah. Be like Yakov's golden elixir. From uh, Inspector General Danny Kay, one of my favorite movies. Um, I I am so Danny Kay challenged. Uh, to be fair, I have seen exactly three of his films, and I'm, there are more of them, but they are some of my favorite. Uh, well, 
well, two of them are at least a couple of my favorite comedies. I saw The Man with the Diner's Card once. I enjoyed it. Don't remember much about it. My two favorites are pretty much Inspector General, as mentioned, and uh, The Court Jester. Which is... That's the one with the schmuckle did the mockamane, the schmicka dinky danky dang. That's exactly it. The yes. schmuckle and the pickle and the shockle and the hookle. And the hingy, the hingy, the hingy, the the People love, uh, now I, I, I was, uh, uh, sadly, Fred Willard passed away and his amazing wife passed away. Oh, they wow. loved Danny Kay. They loved Danny Kay. Yeah. I don't know why it depressed you just to tell you that one anecdote. I had to name drop even while introducing two people who passed away. Not my, not my best name dropping work. That's uh, well, yeah, he's a pretty heavy name too, Mister K. Uh, was uh, Mister Mister K. Mister K. Mister. Are you calling me Mister K? Oh, that's right. You would be a Mister K as well. Who else was Mister K? Mr. Oh, Danny K. With Danny K. Now, is he one of these guys who, in private, would bite bite your head off? I have heard one thing or another. I've heard, somebody said he was. A, used to say uh, he was a devil to work with, but that was one of my uncles, and I don't think he ever actually worked with him. Uh, there, because he wasn't in show business for one thing. Um, That's why I figured I wasn't going to say that, but then the way you said it, it made it sound like there it wasn't. Right. It's hard to say. Yeah. He had this. Uh, there was a great story that Gilbert Godfrey tells uh, that I will not tell, but it has to do with Danny Kay and Sir Lawrence Olivier. And I think Danny Kay played a joke on Olivier at an airport involving a strip search of some uh, some sort. And that's all, <laughs> all I want. And that's the actual that's story. That's pretty good. I mean, that is sounds, some excellent stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, it, because it's Gilbert, he always starts the story off with, I heard, and then continues <laughs> it. He had some great that's I heard great. stories. It's a good podcast. Uh, his podcast is... Uh, Wait, now, what is that? That's not Succotash. No, that is uh, that is Gilbert Godfrey's amazing, colossal podcast. Right is. now, how how many podcasts do you have? Personally, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a podcast mogul? Oh, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, that would be good. Well, who knows? There's time. Uh, let's see. So I have currently uh, like Wolfberg, like that famous Wolf Wolf Pack, Wolf Earwolf, Wolfarama, Earwolf. That's right. And Wolf Pop, <laughs> which actually is defunct now, I believe. But yeah, Wolf oh, Pop. but Earwolf. That guy is. You see, he's got jaguars and. You know, expensive Rolexes, Scott. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rolls down yeah, the street guys. with the window. I'm Scott Ackerman, bitches. I believe is what he says. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I, that's exactly what he says, which I think is up. It can be, yeah. um, especially with the Doppler effect, because if he goes by too quick, he hears, and it sounds. The Doppler effect was a band I was in in the early 90s. Oh, I yes. was in After Sig Alert. Very cool. Electric Violin? After Sig Alert, after I broke, after Sig Alert broke up, I got involved with the. Uh, I already forgot. See, this is the mind. I forgot the other reference. Oh, I just realized that I'm too dumb to realize that Sig Alert is another reference tagging up on the Doppler effect. Being I can't believe you. It's not really the same category, but I thought you'd get it. Yeah, you took a chance. You threw it out there. I didn't get it. I'm sorry, but I, I'm sure somebody would. If you go into an AM radio station which you shouldn't go into but let's say you were in there and you said hey can you ask the traffic guy what a sig alert is they'll throw you out of the thing they're sick of it you're sick of it that was something that was interesting to to am radio in 1987 AM radio and uh, do you know what it is let's see you started in 1987 what was the the sig alert something I, oh, I, what I, you started in it? I started in I think he's, yeah, I think it says somewhere that you've been active since 1987. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> since you said 1987. That's uh, what they say at the retirement home. 
he's very active now. <laughs> Ever since what they say. That. They, they have, no, that's no, anything you read about me is probably untrue. I, for, I, I forgot again what we we're talking about. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm doing. I'm not doing a bit so much as not doing anything. <laughs> Can I tell you a little something about? Uh, sure. Okay, so my first exposure to you in time, in time in history, or your first. Now, are you recording to me? now? You're not even recording. Now. Oh, I am. We are. Yes. Okay. I figured. Um, yeah. I hope. I. I hope. You can use anything that I say, unless it's something horrible. If I say I would like to kill uh, Eddie, uh, I would like to kill Eddie T. Smith, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. Eddie T. Smith the third. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it later tonight after this, and I don't know if I can curse. Can I? Okay. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> right now, somewhere after Eddie this T. podcast, Eddie. No, get it right, Eddie T. Smith. Eddie T. Smith. Eddie the T. Smith. third. Your days are numbered, sir. Uh, is something that we would never say because we would. Does he listen to, to the recording of your show? I didn't know that. It is possible that he might somewhere out there, you know. And it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, he's probably well. He's not right now, but if he's listening, it is technically right now for him as well as us. It's just a different right now. It's a then. Like, Every time you say right now, I think of the song right now, which probably nobody even knows anymore. Who's that by? Right now, right now, by the Youngbloods. Come on, people, now. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm putting some on mustard on the, hot, on the hot dog. Smile on each other. That's not the way I really sing. So don't even get the, uh, everybody get the get. You can't really sing that song without making it sound funny. But that was a song that I loved as a young child. It is a good song. I always thought it was called Get Together, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I That's, think you're absolutely right. Also, I'm often wrong about song names. I, it's but, not called Right Now? Uh, wow. Um, I mean, it's it could be just, yeah. I it's not called She Loves You, Ooh, 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 like I heard it in Peggy Sue Got Married? Uh, apparently not. Or like uh, Girl, You Know It's True, Ooh, 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 which always kind of bugged me. But there was some big Girl, you, is that the, uh, the infamous guys who got fired yes uh, who are they uh it was uh millie vanilli yeah here's the way they would here we go girl you know it's true mm-hmm. i could be like you blue <laughs> your shoe that's the way they practice it they never actually of course they never they never sang mm-hmm. so it was all robots and, and then, then it, they would just and it comes rhyme. in with the ooh 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 because there was nothing that rhymed that, that they could put in there otherwise but they did have the shoulder moves which were pretty cool when they did it I don't know. It's so dis- that must be so embarrassing in retrospect. Oh yeah, there's a for great them, story about it. Like for both Billy and Vanilli. The one who's still alive uh, talks about it at great length and how they were basically swindled out of their careers and sort of sandbagged by the record company and another producer. Uh, his name is Fab Morvan, and he is uh, has a has a uh, he doesn't have a podcast yet. But if you put that into YouTube, you can find some good stuff on him. T- saying exactly what went wrong during that period of time. Wow! So was he actually a singer then? He was actually a singer, probably. They both were. Got, yeah. r- oh, and they, so they got railroaded into some kind of completely. Yeah, I didn't know that until you know many years later, and that's you know. And of course, I just remember how many Millie Vanilli jokes there were, plus like Ishtar jokes that were pretty unfair. <laughs> I, I heard. <laughs> I never saw Ishtar, but I've heard Ishtar's funny. It is quite funny, uh, in, and, and especially the opening scenes. I've been told. That is, that's, I don't know if it was me because that's exactly the, the stuff. Like the, when I, when it comes on and mm-hmm. it's, it's them at the piano, you're hearing audio of them working on music, uh, Hoffman and Beatty. And it is some of the funniest uh, giggle inducing stuff for me. 
Are they bad on purpose or they're not bad? Actually? Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and and what a talent uh, it was for uh, Paul Williams to do the songs and write what he called bad songs on purpose for them to then pretend like that they were going to write and, and were writing. But he, I love Paul Williams so much. He's uh, yeah. Some people say he's over, but I say he's only just begun. Yeah, I'm sorry. you seem like you had that one loaded up. That's what it sounded like to me. Was it Tyson. was it the sudden change of expression on my face that said, "Oh, I had a thought." <laughs> That's what happened. Now, Tyson, hmm. of the podcasts that you have, oh, how yeah. many have we done so far? Uh, you and I. Could you use this in any of the current podcasts that you told me about? Because you contacted me and said you want to be on this thing, yeah. and then all of a sudden you started to go. Which one you want? Yeah. You want you want raspberry lemon? Mm-hmm. You want uh, grape? Or do you want to be waterboarded? And I, I thought that was a joke. Mm. I don't want to be waterboarded, Tyson. That's Cle- a terrible show. Clearly, it's a terrible not. podcast. Oh yeah, doesn't even make a good YouTube video. Oh wait, no, that was a, a, a feeding tube. Never mind. Um, but a- someone was waterboarded, right? Like, what's his face was waterboarded? Uh, Hitchens. He gave a. I someone told me Hitchens said he was going to get waterboarded, and then he gave up on it or something. Ah, gosh, I hadn't heard that, no. But I'll, you know, yes, and I hadn't heard that. <laughs> was that your improv? <laughs> I mean, it's just, Did you say yes, and? Or I just say yes, and. Yes, and I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I have I have actually trained in improv, not, you know, I haven't performed in years, but... Me yeah. too. You, anything, just say anything. Anything, and I'll make it funny. Anything. Anything. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Who, who's... What do you mean? In the bathroom? Good night, everybody. In the bathroom? <laughs> Actually, it should be now. It should be Ascat. <laughs> That's uh. Is Ascat one of the polar things? Amy Polar. Yes. UCB. Is oh, it UCB God, joint? Yes. Is it a UCB joint? It very much is. Yeah. I when you said polar, I literally had the word like 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 bipolar. north and south. Yeah. Like <laughs> polar express in my head. So in my head, I was going through all the pictures of what could that could possibly mean. And then when you said Amy, oh, oh, yeah, of course, of course he's, that's right. Right, so you would, it would be like a sketch, you would be the comic, mm-hmm. I would be the comic for, I forget what the rest of the goings on were on ASCAD. It's, uh, they do heralds, I believe, on that, uh, or a herald, or, I'm not really sure how the herald organism actually breaks down, I mean, I understand. I don't even know, it's one of those references I know about yeah. to make fun of. Are you, you're in improv? Oh. You do heralds? You do heralds? Yeah, it's a it's a long form improv scene uh, where people <laughs> kind of come and go, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I had to do that. I, Are you okay? Yeah, Are you all right. Oh, I'm yeah, How long were we both out for? Uh, I've got no. There are no clocks in this room. Oh, okay. oh my! Are you in? An, are you in an escape room? Because a lot of people say that my act is, to them is very much like an escape room. You want to get away from it. Mm-hmm. You, but 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 you're so desperate that you start to lose your ability to think clearly because you hate it so much, and that's how I get you. That's how I get you. I like the idea. Who of was that guy we hated? Find him. Find him. Go after him. Uh, I do like the idea of an escape room. I like the idea of a really uh, pleasant escape room that's probably called like Escape the Penis Colada Song Room. <laughs> and that's all I got. Do, on that you, one. do you like the Suicide Song? In a little while from now. Oh yeah, I used to perform. I'm not that. feeling any less I'm sour. sour. Promise myself. No, who did he die from suicide? I don't know. 
Gilbert O'Sullivan was his name. Yes. Was that his real name? Did he literally I, have I, the name I, of the two famous composers in one name? I, 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 I oh, could... You know what? He could be one of those people, like, your whole life you thought it was a bet, but well, that might be his name. Well, it's true. I mean, my name's Tyson Saner. I can't help that. That's not your name. It really is, yeah. And not You know only... what? I thought, as soon as you said that, I thought, that is his real name. But before that, I would think it wasn't your real name. I would think it'd be like your chicken is even better and saner. Mm-hmm. I'm like Tyson Chicken, but I'm more real. That's a good point. Uh, another question. Tyson is a weird pro- first name. Is that a birth a birth name? It really is. Yeah. Uh, it's a- no, you just said that to me. How many times do you think you need to say it to me before I can? I think I'm stupid, and my my dad reinforced this with me. He's hmm. passed now, my but uh, but he was very bright, and he didn't mean to, but he he was so bright that he made me feel stupid. And but now I think you know what he was onto something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his <laughs> screen is. Is your friend got, has your assistant gotten him? Not assistant. Has your other? That's uh, a good question. He has. So, he has. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean. To, I don't know why that didn't mean to sound like a snarl, but as I was. No, it was not a. Sn- it was not at all. It sounded like you sound very. Uh, you're very gracious. You have a certain vim, <laughs> and you have a certain vitality. I love the word vim. No, well, vim you prefer over vigor. Uh, you know, it depends if the if if it's balsamic vigor. <laughs> I love. Look. Let me get this out of the way right now, Tyson. I love puns. Oh, thank God. But I still... Now, I don't want you to think hmm. that the time I've put in now is not time... Is is that has to be time towards the hour game show. Give me... Tell me the three shows. Give me the three shows I'm doing okay. that I might be doing. Okay, so, so there's... Why can't it be just this show? Andy Kindler and Tyson Saner. Well, you could totally do that. I, 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 there's no reason why it couldn't be, uh, technically. But you don't have a show like that. No, uh, so I do have one... Okay, so there's Antisocial Show, which is this one that I host with uh, with Hunter. We've been doing it, actually, since October of 2016. I know Thought Spiral Oh, my God, that's a long time. Uh Yes, yes. And, but I think I, that's where I've heard of you first, maybe, right? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Okay. It's it's possible that... Uh, well, at the before... Okay, so before I started Antisocial Show, as a host, I was helping out Mark Hershon and I, by sending him clips. Uh, and I've been doing that for... Since 2012, I want to say. So Why do you want to say it, but then you did say it? See, when people say I want... First of all, I want you to know I'm playing a character this whole time, kind of. 2013. That's why. But I am playing a character a little bit. Oh, I understand. I'm I, giving you I'm the business. <laughs> no, but it could be... <laughs> Tyson, the, it, you can't tell. You're very poker-faced. Thank you. Right? That's... So you could be having so much contempt right now. I don't know. You could be filled with contempt. It could be coming out of the headphones. But you seem as if you're having a nice time. This is fine with you that I seem to be breaking in. My podcast. The thing I like about working with you is that my podcast partner, mm-hmm. he is just. He can't stand that I won't let him get a word in edgewise, that I cut him off, that I don't listen. He expects. He expects when he says something that I know what it was. Tyson F. Saner. Wow. How's that for? A, I, Wait, are you playing piano music, or is that in my head? That is actually okay. So the living room uh, is. Uh, well, this is a fake backdrop, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> but I think of you in some kind of a cathedral. 
Thank you. Uh, it's it's um, so there is actually a green screen behind me, but this is something that comes with Skype for free. Like so, so without a green screen, like you could. I, you're killing me now. You're killing me. You're telling me that Skype. Uh-huh. If you join today, <laughs> join today or join now, we will include something that isn't real. It's not real that you can use right. that we probably ripped off. Of the uh, of uh, the uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. That's not the name of that cathedral. That's oh. not the name of the famous the Saks Fifth Avenue Cathedral. St. Pat's. That's what I meant. Okay, cool. You're a Christian, so you know. Right, right, right. I, uh, You're so lucky you would never be question. mistaken for a Jew. What? Siri. Hey Siri. That was my. Uh, I don't know. Normally, I said good question. I don't know what I said. Because <laughs> normally, I have to say. In order for it to hear me, and then but okay. I also I say that, and then I say Google. No, why do you say okay? That oh. tr- triggers it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Google. I, I say that, yeah. And it, I'm it, so excited because I, I want your Google. Why can't your Google hear me? Because, and why do I want it so bad? Because this goes directly into the I know. Well, I, if I have a question like, uh, uh, "Hey Google," you have a great voice that you could have used, and if you were born in a different time. You could have been a, a, a radio guy. Why, 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 why would you want to be the radio guy? 65 Degrees, I'm Tyson Sainer, and, and you're listening to The Quiet Storm all night long. We've got uh, the Moody Blues. Later tonight, we'll be playing Steely Dance Asia from end to end. <laughs> That's a can, soft Can you back block. announce it? Sorry? Can you, do, you have, do you use the expression back announce? Back announce. Oh, no, that, I like the sound of that, though. Tom, I learned that from Tom Sharpling of The Best Show. He says... Uh, you know, they back announce. It's like when you, I guess it's when you come at, when you come back, you know, when you're listening to music on the radio, which, and then you go, what was that song? And then at the end of like a half hour, they go, you were listening to Montavani's. Oh. Uh, and that was uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash hmm. by, you guessed it, the Rolling Stones. I'm Tyson Sainer. That was. Okay, now what's the, what's the <laughs> piano? Tell me where the piano thing is that part of the package? I will, but I've got one. So. <laughs> so. Okay, okay, there you go, sorry. That was John Cale's 4 minutes and 33 seconds. Yes, your radio wasn't off. Wrong. Um, that is okay. actually... Sorry, he that... has a Cale reference, and these people don't get him. Cale with a K. Would that be better for you people? I'm mad at an imaginary crowd. Well, that's fine. You know, juiced kale tastes not unlike apple juice. Uh, what is it? Juiced kale, like the fresh Ooh. stuff. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. You uh, you don't do kombucha, right? You're not the, you're I'm, not someone who I am actually the guy who yeah I'm the one who tweeted you the kombucha joke. <laughs> what was the kombucha joke? So I asked you what your thoughts were on kombucha, uh, just to see if you had any because I didn't want to like uh, you know. And then uh, you answered. You said uh, not a fan. Tastes like it was fermented in a shoe, which is hilarious. Right. I remember that one. And I said, I, I, and I was like, I feel like this has been pointed out before because it's you know anybody can make this joke. as my thought, uh, but um, but I think if Dennis Miller. Had a uh, kombucha. I'm remembering this now. It would be called kombucha cha. Kombucha cha. And you retweeted that. Thank Hi-ya. you. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, uh, look, uh, look. The the talk show didn't, the radio show didn't work out. So my smart mouth, I can't sell my smart mouth mints anymore. So mm. I hope you uh, get down to the health food store there, choo choo. And get some of my kombucha cha cha. Kombucha cha cha. I gotta say, the thought of not being able to have a healthy biome tends to get stuck right here. <laughs> That's a weird hey, call, reference hey, to deliverance. No, hey, sorry. Napalm, 
It's napalm for your goo-goo. Ha-ha. See, Dennis Miller, a couple years from now, that's what it'll be like. Goo-goo, ha Yeah, why not? Why not? Cheney. I, I, I like Cheney. So what? <laughs> if, he, if he sees footage of himself, uh, you think he'll ever? No, because he'd have to change to see it. That's true. Uh, did you ever see uh, Adam McKay's uh, dick? I think it was. <laughs> that's, no, I just realized that. Uh, well, I have seen his actual dick, that's but, what you're asking me. But the no. movie. Um, no. It's quite good. Um, what was it about? It was about Dick Cheney. <laughs> oh, oh, the Cheney movie. That's right. I knew. I wanted to see that. Yes, I did want to see that. It's worth it. I, I tend to see a lot of uh, movies. Not as many as I used to, but that's uh, you know part of having a baby. And I'm not complaining because I take it over that. But I did used to. I have a lot of crap in my and you have a do you are you raising the baby with somebody? Yes, uh, my wife is. Uh, Why are you looking up? Is your wife like on a different level near where that old where clock looks like it? Yeah, yeah, no, so, no, where that guy is. So uh, the uh, yeah the um the, what the audience can't see until it gets to the video version of this, which is going to be years from now, uh, is oh, oh you mean people will not see me? I love that. They will eventually, theoretically. Um, oh, okay. Uh, okay, I haven't signed off for that. It's true, uh, but I could I could blur you if 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 it's if no, no, you're fine, you're fine. Okay. Do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> thank you. So my wife is put, putting our, our son uh, back to sleep. He woke up crying for some reason, so we, I came back out and we kind of put him back down again, and then started the rocking process. And what you're hearing is the lullaby music that oh, that is yeah, that's so cute. That's gonna be you're gonna hate to be sued when BMI gets those lullaby people on your ass. Right, it's a good point. You can't use any of this. Um, I can work around it. No, you can't. You're fine. I can work you know, first of all, who? Uh, shame on you, the person who's coming from that company yeah. <laughs> to collect their three cents. Just sounds like background music. I'll give you five dollars for background. I'll tell you, I I remix podcast audio, and so I kind of like am geared to hear something and think, oh, that would make an interesting song. And I cannot help but hear drums over this now because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> That's not good for, for lullabying. No, no. But then again, neither are all the voices screaming in my head. So, <laughs> then again. Oh, oh. so I first became aware of you in early Comedy Central uh, commercials. So, uh, real quickly, should men- I, I'll mention that the co-host that you were mentioning from Thought Spiral is Josh Weinstein, who uh, now goes by Jelvis Weinstein, or also J. Elvis. And he, used, for those of you who don't know, was the original voice of Tom Servo, on uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 with Joel Hodgson, the original host. And also he was the original counterpart to Dr. Clayton Forrester, a character known as Dr. Larry Earhart. And uh, <clears throat> so there is a Turkey Day marathon uh, on uh, Comedy Central years and years ago. And I put a tape in there and so I could have something to listen to as I went to sleep because I found listening to Mystery Science Theater very soothing. But also what I got was all the commercials that were running. And so I heard this Dr. Katz spot over and over again uh, as I'm falling asleep and it would come back and it would be the bit where uh, it's your auditioning and Dr. Katz. And this is the sixth episode of the first season, I believe. And it's, he's saying, uh, the guy says slate. And I start to, you know, talk and fool around and he say, look, don't be sticky. And you had a very funny, like uh, take on that. And then, uh, yeah, I said, uh, you know how, you know, you don't be sticky. You know how I hear that? I hate the Jews. That's how I heard that. And that was, I remember that it was a commercial audition for this product. I can't think of like an office copier or something, but they were like popular, the commercial, like Staples or whatever it was. 
their commercials were like not funny, but they were like, you know, well produced or whatever. So they had it in their mind what they wanted. And uh, I did a lot of riffing at commercials and auditions to avoid the audition. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy was like, it was so he could have had blonde hair. He could have had a, a riding boots on. He could have had John Purr's in a riding uh, prop. Yeah, something like that. Is it? John I Purr? hate Sorry. the Jews. Oh no, Jodhpurs are uh, I don't know. <laughs> Those weird pants. Jodhpurs are, are the thing on the on the are the thing that looks like the pizza slicer. Uh, the could, pizza cutter. The pizza cutter, the little wheel with the the thing yes. on it. Could be, could be. Could be. Could be. Um, could be. Yeah, it's not TV. It's those commercials that get me. Um, hey, wait a second. What are you listening to? What are you spying on my? You know, I'm the only person who would have a podcast. And that would be suspicious mm-hmm. when someone would quote something from it. What do you? What do you? What's your game, buddy? <laughs> I know your show that you're on. Oh, that's how you know your career's not going on. Yeah, so I, I I'm fairly current with uh, Thought Spiral. In that, I have definitely listened to the last. Um, okay, sorry. Message from my wife coming in about the status of my baby sleeping. <laughs> you're such a great dad. Well, you know, thank you. Thanks. My parents left me with a bowl of water for 14 years and dry food. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, think of me. Exactly. The, uh, you know, the upside of that is that you became inured to Ebola. <laughs> oh, a bowl of water. Oh, that's terrible. No, I like it. Ebola. What if it, who is it? Okay, I almost want to launch into a Seinfeld. Nobody wants that. Who are these people? So, so there's. I've been listening uh, mostly to the. Okay, uh, this is kind of this is kind of messed up. So, uh, when I became aware, of- so we got you on the Doctor Katz. We got the Doctor Katz promos. I thought you were going to talk about the commercials I did for Comedy Central. I oh. did a series of commercials. They were like, like sold the stars to the Maps homes. And so, yes, I saw that I'm, one. I'm such a narcissist. I'm like, oh, I'm sure he's going to bring up the classic Andy Kindler Comedy Central spot as if. Anybody in anybody remembers me except me, and I'm losing some of the memory. <laughs> well, you, you did also say in the same episode that uh, you, something about your target audience being uh, men who uh, of your age who are you? Men my age who are me. That seems to be that's the group. My favorite thing I did on Dr. Cash was doing my mother yes. and the. You like California, Andy? So I want to visit Sausalito, Andy. Oh, my wife, mm. when we I met my wife, that was the first bit that she heard of mine that she enjoyed. So I'm just saying, giving you two messages. She didn't like most of my act. <laughs> she did. I mean, I was. She met me when I was bombing all the time, every night. So how? What are you gonna do? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah. What are you? He had a funny take on uh, the Three Stooges. I don't mean to go all Byron Allen, but I'm, I... Do whatever you want. I love this kind of thing. But these are definitely, like, little things that stood out. So I... Now, when you said you... That you... Uh, said that you figured out why women don't like the Three Stooges. And you right. said it's because they aren't funny. That's why women don't it's like the Three know. Stooges. Now, that seemed perfectly yeah. straightforward to me. But you were saying the Three Stooges aren't funny. Yes? Right. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Did that ever? Did that ever get oh, interpreted I really, in a different way? Because I heard it the I way. Know why I they, heard it that they were, way. Because they're not. Women aren't funny. Oh, I would have been. 
I didn't think you had said that, but that's what I wondered if you, anybody ever thought you had. And no one's ever, no one has ever thought of that. But I think it's like, I'm. I hope to God nobody laughed at that joke, thinking yeah. that the joke was anti-women, pro Three Stooges. <laughs> I think my intent was so obvious on it. Well, people, well, well good. I'm glad that nobody ever took. But it it's an excellent point because I've had I've had a lot of things where I had something structured and I can't figure out why it's not working, and then you. You realize you're you're phrasing it in a way that's confusing. I would say you call it um, ambivalent. No, ambiguous. Because there are things that sound completely right. ambiguous. Oh, another thing I loved uh, hearing you on was uh, the Todd Glass show. Oh, I loved the show. I just started re-listening to I think your first appearance uh, to because oh you oh there, sorry there's a bit of a delay so it looked like you were going to say something but it was actually the slowdown of the head and. Night. Oh well, I have to tell you something that that happens to me on stage every every night. I mean, that's why, I like, when the quarantine started, I couldn't tell any difference. You know, delays, people not getting it, doesn't sound like they hear me. That was happening back in the clubs. I love the little uh, bumpers that you uh, that you add to Thought Spiral and the little sounds. That's not me. That's Josh. Oh, well, no, I mean, yes, but I mean the stuff that But he's inspires. very angry with me. He's very angry, and he's not angry with me, oh. but he should be angry with me. Because I haven't, I don't listen to all the bumpers. I want to hear the bumpers, but I don't want to hear my voice. Hmm. Does, do you listen to your own voice? It's hard, right? Well, as I edit the show... Uh, oh, that's, say, that's it. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, I do. And uh, it's okay. I, I, uh, I've gotten used to it. I also have a, uh, a show on YouTube where I play video games, so I have to edit that as well. So I have to look at myself. At the same time as hearing myself, so it's even worse. Now, we are from different generations, and we are really from different generations in the sense that I have no experience with video games. And it's not its not generational, because people my age should have. many. I'm 64. Mm-hmm. Many people my age do have it, but it never interested me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big hole in my life. Well, you know, um, I was thinking about that, and I think... Uh, don't mind my saying so, that I know that uh, Mr. Weinstein is uh, a fan of video games. If you, the two of you, if Thought Spiral or whatever had a Twitch channel, it would do very well. Yeah, but now you're actually talking above my head. Because I, I know what Twitch is, mm-hmm. but it sounds to me like I'm going to start guessing it's me and Josh and we're doing the podcast, but people can also hear us eat lunch and uh, like that kind of thing. Don't you see? Don't some of these people get seen twenty four hours a day on Twitch? Do I get concerned by seeing people twenty four? Uh, no, 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 no. I said, aren't they? Don't some people have to be on all the time, and people are watching them all the time? Oh, uh, some people do. Yeah. Probably not. But mostly, I find the most of the people who need to do it all the time are people who aren't well known. So people who are could do it one night a week. Yeah, but you, but you have skills that like you probably could sniper somebody, or you could probably. You know what I mean? You're, you have marketable skills from these video games that I never... I don't know. Am I wrong about that? Well, I'm not. I, I am actually pretty okay at games, but finding sponsorship is a... Uh, it's like, well, it's tricky. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but would you say that you're in... When you get into a certain category, everybody's at the same kind of level? Or is it like... Uh, is it like skate... Not skateboarding. Is it like uh, whatever, where there's like Tony Hawk, there's like a Tony Hawk, 
I hear what you're saying. Yeah, there is a. <laughs> I know I understand, but with skateboarding, yeah. there's like a there's a mind body there's a physicality to it, you know. And right. It's not that there isn't a physicality to that piece of plastic in your hands. There's definitely a reaction time aspect that comes into it. But a person who can't play video games uh, is as entertaining as a person who can. <laughs> well, I thought. When those Wii, th- I tried like the Wii thing when it first started. I was like, wow. Because I used to study martial arts. So I was like, wow, if you could get like a Wii thing where you could really feel like you were fighting an opponent. But then it never it never really took off, right? The Wii did actually remarkably well. Uh, it was That's what I, that's what I said. I, I Bring it back. Uh, let me finish. <laughs> now, I don't have one. I don't have one. But I did have a GameCube, which was the console right before that. And... Uh, I don't know. I kind of came back into gaming late, but uh, I'll tell you, one of the only reasons why I do uh, the gaming videos is because I don't have time to just play video games. So making a video seems like it's productive, and um, that's pretty much the only time I can play. So like, I'll make a video. I can't make them all the time, but then I put them on YouTube to promote the other podcasts. So like, there's antisocial. Show. Oh wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, you're making a. Vi- What's the video? Is you. Okay, what is the video consist of? It's like you promoting it, or oh, the, what's the video? I, I lost, I got lost there because, oh, well, not right. because of you, because of the ADHD. No, yeah, it's per- perfectly all right. Uh, so on my YouTube channel, which is on under my name, I I play video games. Ah, okay. Uh, and not other stuff, but like, see, you can see me moving. Like, usually I'll be down here in the bottom of the screen, and I'll be talking, and I can, and then where you are, there'll be like game footage happening because I'm. Uh, and you've watched people and enjoy people doing this, right? Yes, a few. There, uh, there are some who are particularly fun to watch, and they tend to do the best. Like um, there's a guy named Markiplier, who uh, it's basically Multiplier but with Mark on it, and uh, he's pretty funny. Um, it's just I don't know. He seems really nice and he's compelling. And if he's bad at something, he just lets it happen. And uh, he's got, yeah, he's he's pretty energetic. He's kind of found his his voice. He's been doing it for, gosh, I don't know, I'm going to say six to eight years or something now. And, you know, it started small for him because nobody knew him. But he's now, like, one of the most subscribed to uh, uh, YouTubers, uh, like, in the millions. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think I feel, because I'm short, you know, I'm five. As my friend Boris says, I, my nickname is Senko DeMaio because I'm five, five and a half. Senko. And I really wanted to be a... Famous, not famous, but yeah, kind of, I want to be a famous athlete because I used to like, when I was a kid, I used to pretend I was Willie Mays or whatever. Mm -hmm. I had so much invested in in becoming an athlete and I was so quickly passed up by people who were superior athletes. Isn't it weird how that works? Yeah. Yeah. And they were taller and they were faster. And it it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that they were taller and faster. They they were better. <laughs> hmm. So it's a triple whammy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not sure why I brought that up, but uh, why did I bring that? How did I bring that up? I think we're talking about aptitude in general for things. Um, right. Partially right. for video games. Like I'm not. I don't. I, when I do my videos, I'm not doing them to show off. It's pretty much just to kind of learn what the games are. And sometimes I'll revisit a game that I used to play before I started recording footage and be like, this is... I see. Yeah. yeah. So some retro gaming. Like, I'll bring back games from uh, from the arcade days. Like, I played Shinobi um, on the other day, which is a side-scrolling ninja game, basically, that I used to pump quarters into back at a laundromat. So I talk about it. Right. 
Because yeah, that's kind of cool. That sounds very cool to me. I'm of that age. I'll, so. I'll buy seven episodes. I'd like some back end, and I would like to. I want to get into the Tyson Sainer business. Sold American. Uh, or poor. I appreciate your your um um uh, what's the word support. I appreciate your support of yeah. And my uh, my general uh, love of artistry. I don't know. I, I see. I start out serious and then I go in, in unserious. Mm -hmm. That's what people want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You want a, a back and forth. You know. So I've been listening to Thought Spiral in two ways. I've uh, like again. I said I've been caught up for about the last twelve weeks, and then I went back and started listening from episode one. So I'm listening to all the new shows. I.e., I will be listening to. Tomorrow's show when it comes out. It's one of the ones I listen on the day that it comes out, which is uh, it Monday. It's so cool. It's a great show. That's and exciting to me. Oh, thank you. Uh, I could never say that about the show, So, and even think about it that much, because it'll jinx me. Oh, to get like a, like getting in your head during a game kind Like of if you thing? start to go, oh, yeah, people like the show. Tyson was talking about it the other night. People are, you know, and Tyson mentioned that he listens when it comes out. I think we are becoming very, very important. <laughs> I think that we are making a difference, and people resonate with us because, as the Kardashians say, let's make memories. Let's make they memories. They can't stop saying that. Really? Let's make memories. They actually say we, well, that. Well, we're person? watching the last. Oh, we, the, me, me and the wife, we can't stop watching them, and they, and they, don't, and they keep not delivering. <laughs> You know, it's funny. So they're in their last year now, and then all they're talking about is, I can't believe it's the last year. It's the last year. They're really in their last year of, of keeping up with the Kardashians? Yeah, they've had 20, I think, 20 years of it. That's funny. God, has it been 20 years? Yeah. Holy crap. I'll never, forget, I'll never forget where I wasn't when I didn't listen to the thing back then. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm obsessed by it, but not really because it's a terrible show. But my wife and I, we like to watch garbage shows like, you know, Housewives and... Mm -hmm. They're not garbage shows. That's that's the wrong way to put it. They're campy. I used to watch a lot of Food Channel shows. Um, yeah, but that, 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 I don't like the competition. That's the thing. Why the competitions all the time? Why I don't want to see someone make a uh, a Welsh rabbit fast. fast. <laughs> I don't know because uh, well, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because uh, Chopped, yeah, very popular. It's definitely a competition. But there's a show called Iron Chef. Probably really. Oh, I heard. Yeah, everyone loved that like one. The right? original Iron Chef, because I mean, don't get me wrong, the American Iron Chef also good, but um, the original Iron Chef is transcendent. <laughs> I want when you say "don't get me wrong," I want to get you wrong. <laughs> there is a game that you might enjoy trying to figure out. That sounded really condescending, but it wasn't meant to. It's it's not like a skill-based game. That also you don't you, you don't sound condescending. You don't sound condescending. I can tell you that as a person mm. who my father uh, was very smart, but then he made me feel like I wasn't smart. He didn't do it on purpose, but he was very he came out condescending. You're not condescending at all. Okay. You should never worry about that. Are you Unless you start mansplaining. Oh, Sorry. yeah. Well, please. I barely manscape. Um... Am I familiar? You were saying? Uh, with are you familiar with uh, Alan Watts? Am I? I love him. So I a, am uh, in love with him. Sorry. No, please. The please. book on the taboo of knowing who you are. All of his stuff is just the greatest. He's my favorite philosopher. I think. There is a game called Everything, where you 
interact with the universe by becoming different parts of it, and then you find little bits of audio, and it's Alan Watts giving little bits of speeches during the experience. <laughs> That's so cool. It's meant to be meditative, I guess, and it is It is a very unique gaming well, experience. His, it's not really a his, game. His spoken word, if you read his stuff, it's amazing. His spoken word, he just had the greatest voice, and he just was the greatest communicator, in my opinion. I loved him. I enjoy hearing the stuff that he was saying, and, and it, I, I definitely there was definitely a Alan Watts book in, on the bookshelf in the house where I was growing up. But I didn't pull that one out to look at. I I pulled out the Carlos Castaneda and the William S. Burroughs. <laughs> yeah, now the Carlos Castaneda, I got very angry. I I was addicted to Carlos Castaneda. I I loved him so much. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that it was a uh, fiction. Yeah. And I, so then I got very, very mad. But in retrospect, I am kind of glad now that when I read them that I was fooled because I really enjoyed the way they were written. They were written very well. And had I known they were phony going in, I wouldn't have written, read them. I hear you. Yeah, that's uh, that was disappointing for me to find out later as well. I don't know that I read all of them, but I read most of them. I think there were six of the main ones. That sounds right to me. It's like uh, Tales of Power was in there. There's uh, the Ballad of Don Juan. Don Juan. There was uh, Saints Saints Above Us. No, that's not what it is. Uh, the Eagle's Gift, I think, was the last yes, one. Yes, yes. And I was such a huge fan. I would wait till it came out. And, I mean, I, was so, I couldn't wait till it came out and all that kind of thing. And then... Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, there's a podcast about him. He, he was quite. I mean, it's fascinating the whole thing. I'll have to look into that. Maybe clip it for Succotash. Um, yeah, I've definitely clipped Thought Spiral for Succotash at least once. Um, You'll hear from our lawyers. Gold Goldstein and Goldstein. Or is that what was the one that Weinstein said? Is is Dewey Cheatham and How? Oh, or was that the account? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's yeah that's a that's an old, almost a Catskills joke. Do we cheat him in how? I love wordplay. I heard that from Mike Rowe, that's the Mike Dirty Dirty Jobs Mike Rowe, the other Mike. Right. The Mike. This, by the way, the non Dirty Jobs Mike Rowe, the writer of Mike Rowe, was a guest on Succotash. Uh, Mark Hershon interviewed him on an episode not long ago. Yeah, information here. Yeah. And he's uh, is, was that to remind you? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, so I'm just. <laughs> I do that to like when I actually do look at this footage and then think, oh yeah, I did leave a note for myself. Eh. Who knows? Maybe by that point, because I've talked about it now, I'll just put it in there anywhere and then this won't make any sense. Uh, not that, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Does this. I mean, we're not trying. I mean, we're not making a uh, novel. We're not making a narrative. No. We're not trying to talk about some really interesting uh, spiritual journeys that never actually happened. <laughs> But no, so that Alan Watts game, it's not really an Alan Watts game, it is a game that contains his audio, and it is literally about, like, you'll start off, maybe you'll start off the game as a leaf. Maybe you'll start it off as as a cow, maybe it's a blade of grass, maybe it's a molecule, and then you just sort of, like, push, you know, using the keyboard, kind of, like, pushing your way through the universe, and then going into something else that's either above, like, ascend, or below in some, wherever it is on the cosmic scale. It's the strangest thing, and, uh, yeah, everything. Um... The guy who developed this game originally developed a game called Mountain, which is about being a mountain. And I, wow. I, I have it, but I have not played it yet. 
Also, this game, I think, was $2 when I bought it. Uh, <laughs> and for the experience of this non-game game called Everything... It's well worth it. It's well worth it, yeah. And, uh, I don't know, some people might find it kind of... <laughs> so well, some people, are, I think, are annoyed by philosophy. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes they are. Yeah. Well, sometimes philosophy is annoying, but... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But sometimes people are like, I just want the... Nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts and bolts and nuts. That's what I want. But in that's my what robot. philosophy's supposed to be—the nuts and bolts. Really, hmm. it's saying what is motive, what is animating all of this. Uh, yeah. Whatever the topic is, animus. There's something called anata. Anata. I can't remember. I was looking at um, my my parents are understand more of like the Buddhist stuff than I do. Certainly. Um, well. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing. Okay. Well, uh, something about your parents. Well, uh, okay. Well, I think we we get along very well if your parents are into Eastern philosophy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I get along with them, uh, especially now, <laughs> especially now that the kids here. I mean, I mean, we always did, but I mean, like they love them. So, um, so it looks like uh, my co-host is ready. Are you um, okay to switch gears violently? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, sure. sir. I'll bring him in. Thought Spiral can be reached on Twitter at T-H-O-U-G-H-T underscore S-P-I-R-A-L, all lowercase. Andy Kindler can be reached at all lowercase A-N-D-Y-K-A-N-D-L-E-R. He is also on Cameo. And Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, he and comedian Megan Beth Keister do a live show on Instagram called Kindler vs. Keister. Megan Beth Keister can be found on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Born Feral. That is all lowercase B-O-R-N-F-E-R-A-L. And if you'd like to follow Antisocial Show on Twitter, it'd be great because we don't have very many followers over there. That is all lowercase Antisocial Show 1. That is A-N-T-I-S-O-C-I-A-L-S-H-O-W and the numeral 1. Hunter Block can be reached at Zombie Bacterium. That is all lowercase Z-O-M-B-I-E-B-A-C-T-E-R-I-U-M. And if you want to find Antisocial Show, you should probably search Sounds by Tyson Saner. Or you can go to www.tysonsaner.com. By the way, that Succotash Shut-In episode I mentioned uh, that I said I wasn't going to add, <laughs> I, I decided to look it up, of course, and it, it was talking about episode 245. It's called Jawin, Jawin, Jawin with Michael Rowe. And at long last, we've reached the end of the episode. Did you guess the theme? Tweet at Succotash Show and use the hashtag Epi269Theme. That's capital E-P-I 269, capital T-H-E-M-E. The first five correct answers... Uh, will receive shoutouts when I return in episode 271 with who knows what I'll have in store for you. Probably cliffs. Maybe a chat. Maybe a bit of both. I really don't know at this point in time. Anyway, I do hope you enjoyed your time and perhaps came away with a few new ideas of what to listen to next. There's plenty of shows in the archive at www.suckatashow.com and since they've been accumulating for 10 years, there's a rather unique overall audio documentary of the history of soundcasting filtered through the prism of other people's audio content from around the English-speaking parts of the globe. If you wouldn't mind writing a review of our show, it would really help us out in getting inside the listening space of as many people as possible. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening, be decent to each other, and don't forget to 
past the Succotash. You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Tyson Sainer. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com. On Spotify. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Succotash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at tyson at succotashshow.com or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. The number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash you slash Succotash. Succotash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Succotash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.